big visit weekends in Gainesville and Athens. We're going to get you the scoop on the dogs and gators here soon. But first, Clemson. Yes, the Clemson Tigers may have quietly had the biggest visit weekend in the country. Here's a look at some of the top targets that were on campus. K.J. Bolden, linebacker Sammy Brown, wide receivers Mike Matthews and Cam Coleman, Brian Wesco as well, Corian Gibson, Casey Poe. These are just a few of the big names that were on campus. And I think the big news that we need to talk about at the top of this show is what looks to be a major development in the recruitment of five-star Sammy Brown. Brown took an official visit to Tennessee last week, Clemson this weekend. OU and Ohio State and Georgia are supposed to get visits as well. But this is really coming down to be a two-team race, shaping up to be a Clemson-Georgia battle. However, coming out of the official visit to Clemson this weekend, Chad Simmons has some big news. He says Clemson has emerged as the new favorite to land Sammy Brown. Quote, Georgia has been viewed as the front runner for Sammy Brown heading into this weekend. But coming out of it, Clemson has emerged as the favorite. Brown still has visits scheduled to Ohio State, Georgia, and Oklahoma. But the buzz going around the Southeast right now is that Brown could end his recruitment sooner than later. And it looks like the Tigers are in position to land him. Now let's bring on national recruiting analyst Sam Spiegelman. Sam, Sammy Brown isn't the only target the Tigers made a big impression on. Tell me about Bryant Wesco. He's a guy that we talk about a lot here on the Inside Scoop. Borderline five-star talent out of Texas. You've covered him. Uh, Clemson, they got him on campus this weekend. Are they now considered a threat? Yeah, absolutely. This was the second official visit for Brian Wesco. He started his official visit tour out in USC, um, and he made his way to Clemson, made his way back to Clemson this past weekend. Um, you talked about it. Sammy Brown and Brian Wesco are just a few of the blue chip cornerstone recruits um, in the 2024 class that were on campus. Wesco being one of the headliners at the wide receiver position, a, a position that Clemson and Tyler Grisham has recruited at a very high level as long as he and Dabo Sweeney have been in Death Valley. Um, listen, Brian Wesco is, is going to make a decision at the end of the summer, and Clemson made a major move up with him. Um, TCU, LSU are still hanging around in Oklahoma, still trying to work out a July visit for Wesco. But Clemson assured themselves a spot at the table this past weekend. Um, they had a lot of made a lot of moves with some of these elite recruits. Brian Wesco definitely among them. What's up with this Oklahoma visit for Wesco? Because he's trending heavily towards Oklahoma and has been in the spring on the recruiting prediction machine. But it just seems like they haven't been able to get this official visit locked in. Clemson gets him on campus early. Now we're hearing a lot of buzz with Wesco to the Tigers. But Oklahoma, are they going to get this visit set? Yeah, um, he's, he's planning to continue to take these visits in order to have a decision made at, by the end of August, by the start of his senior season. TCU and LSU and also Tennessee in June. And then Oklahoma has been working to get him in July, what would potentially be his final visit. Um, unofficial or official, still to be determined, but he's been to Norman more than any other campus. We know that his sister played soccer there. Um, he's just very familiar with the area. So whether it's official or unofficial, I don't think it matters given the relationship with Jeff Levy, the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma, and Emmett Jones, who has given the Sooners a major boost since arriving on that coaching staff. All right, we'll see how that shapes up. But let's stay in the state of Texas. Four-star corner Corian Gibson, he was in Clemson this weekend. He's trending heavily towards the Longhorns. 
But tell me about Clemson and where they stand in his recruitment right now. And I think it's a similar situation for Corey and Gibson, one of the best defensive backs in the country. Some schools like him at cornerback, some schools like him at safety. Clemson likes him anywhere in the secondary. This was his first official visit. Um, Clemson, Texas, and also Alabama are, are his quiet top three schools. Um, there's a lot of momentum for Clemson after they offered him back in April. And this visit, again, has kind of reminded Corian of, of, of some of the, the highlights of Clemson being around Davo Sweeney and, and some of the coaches there that have been there for almost a decade, which has really resonated with Gibson. He's still planning to get to Alabama next week, and he'll wrap up. Um, he'll take visits to Ohio State and then wrap up June at Texas. But Clemson definitely is in this picture and a team to watch moving forward. All right, Tigers are in another big-time recruitment. How about Casey Poe? He was in the, he was on campus as well. He's the number one interior offensive lineman in America. He's out of the state of Texas. You've had a chance to cover him quite a bit. What did he say after his visit? We talk about Clemson and, and them competing with the Georgias and Alabamas and, and the Blue Bloods of, of college football. And, you know, they, they've been recruiting at that level for a long period of time, and they've played in those signature games, of course, but it's been a little bit of a time for Clemson. But um, after talking to Casey Poe about this official visit weekend, it kind of feels like Clemson's aura is really back. We talked about Sammy Brown and Brian Wesco and, and Casey Poe. These are a lot of the number one players at their position are pretty close in the country. It kind of felt like this official visit weekend in Death Valley brought Clemson back to the level of recruiting that we're accustomed to seeing. Um, Poe raved about his time not only with Dabo Sweeney, but Thomas Austin, the offensive line coach. He talked about NIL deals. Uh, that's something that we're not used to when it comes to Clemson yeah. official visits. And also, obviously, the competitive nature that, that Clemson, we, we've always seen, maybe they, they're, they're believing that they're going to turn a corner this year and be right back into the thick of the college football race. Yeah, we haven't seen this high-level recruiting from Clemson this cycle. And one of the places they really need to recruit strongly is at the wide receiver position. Clemson needs to replenish the talent in that wide receiver room, and they got the right guys on campus this weekend. Besides Wesco, they had five-star wide receiver Mike Matthews, five-star Cam Coleman, along with four-star TJ Moore. Now, speaking on five-star wide receiver Mike Matthews, I put in a pick for him to go to Tennessee. I think that his recruitment's going to take a little while here. Um, I don't think he's going to make any rash decisions. I still like my pick for Tennessee. Obviously, I just put it in, but I do think the Tigers made a major impression. I think a little bit of a wild card here is Cam Coleman. Uh, Sam, what's your read on Coleman's recruitment? I know he's going to go to Florida State next week, but do you think that Clemson is a real player for another five-star wideout? Yeah, Clemson has been a major player with Cam Coleman. I think they'll continue to have a seat at the table until the end with Cam Coleman. Um, we know where he visited in the spring, Clemson, Auburn, Alabama, Florida State, LSU, and Texas A&M. Those are on his short list of schools for the five-star wide receiver. Um, obviously, being an in-state kid in the state of Alabama, Auburn has a lot of momentum, but Clemson has recruited his high school, Phoenix City Central, at an alarming pace the, the past half decade, almost decade. Clemson has always been on his short list. He was back on campus for this star-studded weekend, and I can almost assure you that Clemson will be in this until the end for Cam Coleman. <laughs> and I'm here, and Clemson is also in a great spot with T.J. Moore. He's a four-star wide receiver out of the Tampa Bay area. Clemson has the momentum right now coming out of this, out of this visit, but he's expected to be back in Gainesville this weekend. So we'll see if he makes it in and if the Gators can kind of hold off the surging Tigers right now. They need some wide receiver talent. And you look at the board, you look at Mike Matthews, Cam Coleman, Bryant Wesco, TJ Moore. 
I don't know. I think there's a good shot here that when it's all said and done, maybe even by the end of summer, Clemson could have two to three of these names on their commit list. Quite a feat for, you know, Clemson, who's battling right now to get inside the top 10, currently sitting at 14. But man, they got some big time targets on the board and we could see them make a run this summer. All right, Sam, thanks for sitting with me on the inside scoop today. Another big visit weekend in the books in Gainesville. So let's bring on Keith Niebuhr of Gators Online for the latest juice. Keith, DJ Lagway fired up the private jet for one of his most important visits to Gainesville because there is plenty of top talent on campus. Let's take a look at some of the big names here. Besides DJ Lagway, you got five-star David Stone, five-star Jeremiah Smith, Four-star edge Jordan Ross and four-star defensive lineman LJ McCray. Those are the guys I really want to focus on here today. Keith, what type of impact did the visit make on Jeremiah Smith, the number one wide receiver in America? Yeah, he's not a big talker, right? And so he did he declined interview requests upon leaving the Florida Athletic Facility. But we spoke to his father Monday morning, Chris Smith, great guy, lives down in Miami. And he said, look. Uh, first and foremost, Florida uh, showed that they loved him. He felt the love, mm -hmm. his son, his the family, everybody. They felt that he got the attention he deserved. The one on time with head coach Billy Napier was outstanding. Uh, they feel like he's, and these are his words, not mine. They feel like Billy Napier is a quote unquote genuine guy. And that's big for any recruit. Josh, you've been in this, in the, in this business for a long time. You know that. Uh, also on the visit, Jeremiah Smith, who again, five-star Ohio State commit, we need to point out was around DJ Lagway, the five-star quarterback commit for the Gators, a lot. They also were together a lot last week in Nashville at On Three's uh, NIL Elite Series event presented by Mizuno. So these guys got to spend uh, like four or five days together last week, and they've really bonded. And if Florida is going to have a chance with Jeremiah Smith, it's mainly because of the relationship with DJ Lagway. So Florida has improved its standing, we believe, with Jeremiah Smith. But look, he's still committed to Ohio State. And he's still going to officially visit other schools, Florida State and Miami are two of them. Uh, there is some feeling, uh, you know, look, Ohio State's confident they're going to keep it, but there is some feeling at Florida and elsewhere in the Sunshine State that maybe, just maybe, Josh, he may want to stay at home in college. We'll see. This is going to be a recruitment that goes all the way to the end. We know that. Well, he told, yeah, going to the end, I mean, he told us at the NIL Elite Series that he's going to make a, quote, final decision come December on the early signing day. So we do know that, you know, he is looking around. So my question to you is Georgia, Florida, Florida state and Ohio state, who are you taking here? You're going to take Ohio state or do you yeah. take the field? I, I won't make well, you pick a team, but I'll give you the field. So I forgot to mention Georgia. I know that Georgia fans will never let me forget that, but yeah, he's high on them too. I think right now it's going to be hard to flip him. Boy, Josh, I don't know. I, based as of today, I say he sticks with Ohio state, but Boy, I don't know if this is true, if this chatter is true, that maybe he'll want to end up being a little bit closer to home. It's certainly something to monitor. Right? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it's hard. I mean, for us to sit here and say a top wide receiver is going to flip from Ohio State, it's hard to yeah. say. I mean, we went through this last summer with Brandon Innes. He, he never flipped, but the rumors never stopped swirling throughout the summer. So we'll see what Jeremiah Smith does. Uh, another top recruit that did – not speak to the media coming out of the visit is David Stone. But Keith, yeah. good thing I got you on this show because you got sources. So what are you hearing on five-star <laughs> defensive lineman David Stone coming out of that UF visit? Hey, I don't have that many. Uh, but look, we, look, Florida thinks it went great, obviously. Uh, but that's a kid that really enjoys the recruiting process, right? 
so it's it, one that makes it difficult to read things, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But the, look, he's from Oklahoma. There's been Oklahoma chatter for a long time. I believe there's also been some uh, Texas A&M chatter, some even Michigan State. We think NIL is going to be significant in his recruitment. Uh, to me, that feels like, and Josh, I'm, I, I'm assuming you all have heard the same thing. It feels like a long shot for Florida. Not, not an extreme long shot, but a long shot nonetheless. But he's attended IMG. He's been mm-hmm. to Gainesville many times. And so that proximity allows him to get up there and see things. And he seems to enjoy it more and more each time. Uh, he's bonded with the other recruits, including the commits, such as DJ Lagway. But at the end of the day, I actually feel like Florida's got a much better ch- shot with Jeremiah Smith than, excuse me, with David Stone. Yeah, and I think, like you said, proximity keeps the Gators in this. I mean, he probably is a long shot still, even after this official visit. But if you tell me, hey, yeah, David Stone's going to take another trip in July. He might make it back in the fall for a a game or two. Then, you know, hey, UF could hang around in this thing. They have a good season. Maybe they can have a great shot at David Stone (laughs) down the road. Let's move on to the number 33 overall player, borderline five-star edge Jordan Ross. He's a major need for the Gators, and this was his second trip to Gainesville this offseason. He's out of Birmingham, Alabama. Can UF withhold the upcoming trips to Texas, Tennessee, and Georgia for Jordan Ross? Yeah, it's going to be tough, but I, I do feel I was going to ask you. I was going to say, hey, you're going to ask me about somebody that I feel like Florida can really get. You know, <laughs> Don't give me all the bad ones. Uh, but, no, I feel like Jordan Ross, I feel like Florida, we've been reporting this for weeks, that Florida was in it much more than people thought. Okay, they set the bar high. Now, how did they set the bar high? Because this is a highly academic, high academic kid and mom's a teacher. They are strong, strong, strong into academics. So that's what they wanted to see. So in addition to liking the football side, which is Mm -hmm. Florida has a big need at uh, at at the edge position, Josh, uh, besides all that, the things they love were the academic stuff. And then also the fact that they felt like family. They, They felt like they were treated like family in Gainesville. These things matter to a lot of people. Uh, they had a great visit. They love Billy Napier. As she said, the bar is way high. So Tennessee, Georgia, Oregon, they're going to have to come really strong to top this. Now, the risk if you're Florida of having all these official visitors in week one is, you know, out of sight, out of mind is a, is a possibility. But if you set the bar really high, then every other uh, succeeding visit, kids say, well, this, was, this wasn't that or maybe it was, but they have something to compare it to. So Florida's plan was to get a strong group in that first week. By the way, they're going to have another strong group in this weekend. They're going heavy in June. But with Jordan Ross, they've made some real progress. Uh, by the way, he's also connected with DJ Lagway, Josh. We saw them hanging out together in Nashville. And of then they were, joined the hip. they were joined again at the hip uh, this weekend in Gainesville. Not a bad thing. DJ, and I'm going on and on, Josh, but DJ Lagway is not a let me force the Gators down your throat kind of recruiter. He's a, hey, I'm a cool easygoing guy. If guys like being around me, they're going to like maybe being around me in college. He recruits without recruiting. And uh, it seems to be resonating with a lot of big time recruits, Josh, who do not like to be told where to go and what to do. All right, Keith, let's stay on the topic of recruits that UF is in good position for. Fairfax, Virginia, four-star linebacker Chris Jones trending heavily to Florida at 87% on the recruiting prediction machine right now said this coming out of the visit Florida is most definitely in a good spot right now as of right now it's just them and the Georgia dogs Keith here we go another head-to-head battle with Georgia do you think that UF needs to land Chris Jones commitment before he makes the June 16th official visit to Georgia 
I don't think so. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for somebody to look. You'd rather them commit, let's be honest. But if they do go on a visit, then they have two things to compare. You'd rather them, if they're going to waffle, you'd rather them waffle now than four <laughs> months after they commit, after you've, as a staff, have then not only have they committed to you, you've committed to them and you've stopped really recruiting other guys, right? Mm-hmm. So let him go to Georgia. Let him see how it is. Right now, there's a real confidence in Gainesville that they can get this done. These are the kind of wins they need, Josh. You know, low-hanging fruit, yes. you go after in December, okay? Too recently, and, and uh, too often in recent years, Florida has taken guys early in the cycles that they probably could have gotten late in the cycle. So they need to close with Chris Jones. All indications are the visit went unbelievably well. Let's see what happens at Georgia. I think he definitely, you know, in this era, kids want to take multiple visits. I don't blame them. Um, they'll have a better handle of things afterwards, but right now they're in a good spot. All right, let's go to one of the top in-state targets for the Gators. LJ McCray, four-star defensive lineman, number 93 best prospect overall. Now, Auburn, Miami, and Georgia, they're also going to get OVs this summer. Florida State is going to be in October. But right now, where do things stand between LJ McCray and the Florida Gators? Florida has seen Georgia as the biggest competition. And Georgia has seen Florida as the biggest competition. Well, look. Uh, I'm no genius here, Josh, but uh, Georgia seems to have uh, read the pulse of recruiting nationwide pretty well the last few mm-hmm. years, right? So if they think that, it stands to reason that's a possibility. But Miami, I believe, was at his spring game. They're rearing their head. And I wouldn't count out FSU. I really wouldn't. And here's why. Uh, look, proximity to home. He's close to the staff there. They've been winning. They're, they seem to be on an upward path. But right now, I feel like Florida and Georgia are probably the two to watch uh, with FSU next. Uh, He had a great official visit. Florida's doing a lot of good things in that recruitment right now. All right, Keith, the last thing I want to ask you is having a big visit weekend, the first weekend of June, going to be a good thing or a bad thing when the staff looks back on this in a couple months? Well, I think Clemson thinks it's a good thing, right? And obviously Florida's not, the logo at Florida, it hasn't been as strong to kids the last few years as it's been at, at Clemson, but Every school kind of differs. I, I think what we've seen, Josh, is Florida had 17 official visitors. And just people, just so people know, yeah. they're also going to have like 15 or more this weekend and about that many the third weekend in June. So they've, they've spread it out all in June. But you, you present a great question. And I covered Auburn for many years. And Auburn had that big event, Big Cat Weekend. And people would always expect oh, five, six, seven commitments. In many years, Josh, they got zero or one out of that big event. It wasn't how many commitments you got that day, that Sunday, or that Monday, Mm -hmm. or that following week. It's how many of those guys, when you look back in August and September, ended up in your class. Did you lay the groundwork for them to become Florida Gators? Florida, the staff, the people at Florida, the the coaches, the the behind-the-scenes, they think they have laid the groundwork for Florida to be in position to land multiple players that visited over the weekend. And was a long way to say, I don't know. (laughs) I had a lot of I don't know today. But that's the fluidity of recruiting, right? I mean, look, uh, they feel like it was beneficial to have all those guys there together. Jeremiah Smith, Jer- look, well, just look at the at the luck, stroke of luck here. Jeremiah Smith and DJ Lagway were both at our big event in Nashville last week. And then Florida almost got the sort of piggyback off that by having the two together for a full weekend in Gainesville. So would they trade that? I don't think so, because Jeremiah Smith says I may come back, or his dad says they may come back in July for a barbecue, and they're going to probably be back for a game. Yeah, You know, a lot of the kids in Florida, they can get there anyway. So when you have the official visit is sort of irrelevant. You know what I mean? They can come back for unofficials eight times. It's just a short drive. Even from Miami, it's four or five hours. So 
really, uh, I don't see it as being a huge deal. Every school's a little different. Auburn, I think they're going to do a lot of their official visits, Josh, this fall. FSU, we see they're pushing a lot of them back because FSU's expecting to have a big season, right? So they're thinking, hey, let's get people on campus when we're rolling, when it's, it's good. Um, these yeah. things can backfire. You just never know. It's an interesting strategy. I mean, it it doesn't get you any more recruits if you get them to commit early. The recruits that commit late aren't any better or worse than the ones that commit early. So none of this really matters right now. It only matters how you finish. But we'll see how the visits impact some of these recruits down the road as they take more visits. But, hey, as of now, Gainesville was one of the definite spots to be this weekend. And Keith Niebuhr, thanks for joining the Inside Scoop and giving us all the juice on Gators Big Weekend. Let's talk Georgia big official visit weekend and bring on UGA insider from Dogs HQ, Rusty Mansell. Rusty, Dylan Raiola, he was back in Athens this weekend. Did he get to spend some time with five-star wide receiver Ryan Wingo? I think from the pictures he posted on Instagram, he spent time with everyone. And that's what a, you know, a number one alpha quarterback, you're talking about the number one player in the country, he knew when he committed, there was some things that, uh, you know, he had a little bit of, a little bigger voice, I guess, in this recruiting world. So he was there. Not only do you see him pictures with the offensive guys, you see him p- taking pictures with the defensive guys. So Dylan Rayola definitely come came to Athens to enjoy his time, but he was actually he was working as well. Dog fans want to know, Rusty, when's that five star wide receiver going to commit to Georgia? How did things go with Ryan Wingo? Talking with him in Nashville last week, I felt like Dylan Rayola was a big deal going to Georgia, and I still think it's going to play a part, but Ryan Wingold is not uh, going to make a decision anytime soon. I mm-hmm. think that's a little bit ways away. He's at um, Michigan this week. Then he goes to Missouri. Then he goes to Texas. You know, may save a visit for in the fall. So there's a lot, there's a lot he's going to try to process to make a decision. So it's not going to hurt Georgia's chances with Dylan Rayola, but I think he's a lot further away than I initially thought uh, going into that uh, NIL elite series last week in Nashville, talking to him and his family. All right. The last time you were on the inside scoop, you told me that the trenches were the most important positions of need for the dogs to fill this cycle. So they brought in some studs, five-star defensive lineman, Justin Scott and four-star defensive lineman, Justin Green. They were there. Who, who, which one of the two would you say Georgia sits in a better position for right now? Well, both of them are massive, massive needs. Those are yeah. like five technical guys. They've got to have those kind of bodies in this class. You know, I would say right now, Justin Green's about 45 minutes from Athens there at Mountain View High School. Had a really good visit. But listen, you know, if you're a subscriber on Dogs HQ, Chad Simmons says that Georgia really, really made a move with Justin Scott this week. He spent a lot of time. Uh, with the Georgia guys and talking about how it is, you know, behind the scenes and to play at Georgia. So they're certainly not out of that one. But if you're going to ask me which one I think they're in a better spot for today, I would probably say Justin Green out of Mountain View High School. Okay, well, let's hit you with another couple five-star defensive linemen. Williams, Winnery, and Edge, Dylan Stewart. Five-star prospects. Did UGA make any headway there? I think with Noary, they definitely did. Now, I wouldn't say that they're, you know, they whiffed on Dylan Stewart, but here's what I, here's what we gathered out of the weekend. Noary was able to spend time with Michael Williams. And he, you know, some of the stuff we hear is he get, you get negative recruited about you can't play as a freshman at Georgia. You go there, you're not going to play. Well, Michael Williams spent a lot of time and said, look, everybody told me the same thing. Guess what Mm -hmm. happened? I played freshman. 
So, you know, that was a big message. And Chad Simmons, again, had that interview on Dogs HQ. And I thought that was really telling with him, uh, you know, listen to that. Dylan Stewart told me last week he's going to go all the way on his decision. He's going to go all the way to December. So, you know, every visit for him is important, but there is a long way to go with an elite pass rusher out of the D.C. area. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when it comes to Williams, Winery, he said that Georgia set the bar high. I kind of feel like setting the bar high doesn't give me all the warm and fuzzies coming out of a visit. Do you think that, you know, when we're heading out of summer, because Williams Winery, he's not going to make his decision anytime soon either. Do you think that he'll be a name that we're talking about when it comes to Georgia as we get into the months of September, October, November? Here's what I'm confident in. Um, and there's no points for second place, Josh. You've known that you've covered recruiting a long time. But I am confident in saying that Georgia will be in this all the way to the end. Doesn't mean you're going to get him. But if we're going to talk about him on the inside scoop for the next three or four months, Georgia's going to be a name that we always mention around him. And I think that's a good thing. Absolutely. All right. Let's stay on the defensive side of the ball. Georgia commitment linebacker Demarcus Riddick. He was on campus for his official visit. Now, my question to you is he has some more trips planned. With Georgia bringing him in so early, did they try to get him to shut down his recruitment this weekend? Probably bet they did. But the most important thing is they were able to get him and his family back on campus. It's been a while. Uh, they were trying to come early, late April, had some things come up, you know, kind of a family deal. They were unable to come. So his stepdad, his mom, grandmother, I mean, it was an extended family trip for him in Athens this weekend. But listen, I've made it clear on Dogs HQ the entire time. Georgia's got their hands full with Alabama and Auburn with this one. Now, did it hurt their chances this weekend? Absolutely not. Spent a lot of time with some guys, some of the linebacker guys, and talked with Glenn Schumann. So, you know, he is a verbal commit right now. I want to see where this thing is about the end of July, that first week of August, because he's going to take an OV to Alabama. He's going to take an OV to Auburn. Both of those in-state schools are on him hard. Glenn Schumann was down there to see him twice in May. So you get to get back in front of his family. You get the first visit on this one. So, you know, where this thing goes, I don't know, but it was big for Georgia. They wanted the first visit to get him back and they got it. All right, let's switch over to the offensive side of the ball. Georgia had two massive human beings on campus at offensive tackle in four stars, Daniel Calhoun and Marquise Easley. Where did the dogs sit for these two big men? Well, you know, if you ask me today, I think Georgia's probably the leader for Daniel Calhoun. Now he's wow. in Texas. Is, it's also Texas is also a school that you're gonna have to watch hard there. You know, Alabama's got some family connections. To Alabama, Miami's involved here as well. So, you know, they got the first visit. He's been over there a hundred times. They've recruited this kid for four years. I and mean, this is one of those as a freshman that had twenty offers. He's what six foot six, three hundred fifty pounds. The kid's still seventeen years old, Josh. I know that's scary to say, but. Uh, but you look at Easley, and this is a kid out of Illinois that Georgia, Stacy Searles has been on. They wanted to get him for that first visit weekend, get him around Rayola as well. So that's a name that I told – I talked with Chad Simmons last night. Mm -hmm. We kind of compared – and we're not really ready to name Georgia as a leader. But, again, I think Georgia is a legit threat all the way to the end with him. All right, so no commitments this weekend, but it sure sounds like Georgia's sitting very good for some of these guys. And I think that when it's all said and done, they will sign many of the names that you and I are talking about here that are still uncommitted. I want to talk to you about one more guy on the offensive side of the ball, and that's running back Jared Gibson out of IMG Academy. How involved do you think the dogs are going to get here? Because Texas has been trending. UF is involved. Miami is heavily involved as well. But he takes the official visit to Georgia. What are you hearing on Jarrett Gibson now? 
well, you only have so many official visits. So you have to for, – for Georgia, they can only host. The prospects can take as many as they want, but you have a number. So if you bring a kid in, he, he's legit. Like, you want him in this class. So I agree with you, Josh. I think right now, for me, I would have a hard time believing he doesn't end up at Texas. He's also going to take his visits. So Georgia gets a first crack at him. Dale McGee has been really good when he zeroes in on targets. But right now, um, I would have I would have a hard time betting against Hook'em for him at the end. All right. One other thing I want to talk about before I let you go, and that's Sammy Brown, one of the top linebackers in the state of Georgia, but he was at Clemson this weekend for an official visit. He seems to be trending that way. So I don't want to jump ahead here, Rusty, but if he does end up at Clemson, what does this mean for Georgia's linebacker board and who becomes the priority there? Well, Georgia has been recruiting a lot of guys and, 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 you know, trying to hold Riddick in this class as well. So you look at the number one linebacker in the country on on three, Justin Williams out of Texas. That's a kid Georgia's in on. So uh, Sammy Brown is a major, major target for Georgia. And there's a lot of momentum with Clemson coming off this weekend's visit. We want to see if he cancels these visits, if he cancels this upcoming official visit to Georgia. You know it's a wrap because he was going to be the only linebacker on campus this weekend. Glenn Schumann was going to have him in his family one-on-one. So we'll see if that happens or not. Uh, but George Joseph Phillips, young man, a four-star linebacker out of Alabama. He was on campus this weekend in Athens, and I think things really went well with him as well. So, listen, Sammy Brown is a major target, no question. He is super, super talented, but he wasn't the only kind of dude Georgia has been recruiting. They're going to have some officials, some of those things. You look at the Virginia kids, Chris Jones, Chris Cole. Glenn Schumann was up there twice seeing those guys. So, you know, I feel confident in the in the Glenn Schumann's room. His evaluation has done a really good job there. So, you know, if they don't get Sammy Brown, uh, they're, they're still recruiting some other high-level targets. All right. Well, Rusty, you guys at Dogs HQ, you did a great job covering this weekend. There's tons of information up on the website right now. Go check it out. But, Rusty, thanks for hitting the highlights today on the Inside Scoop. Thank you for watching. Make sure you smash that subscribe button for me. And remember to check out all the videos on the On3 YouTube page.